0: Welcome to Paychecks Thrive, a business podcast where you'll hear timely insights to help you navigate marketplace dynamics and propel your business forward. Here's your host, Gene Marks.
1: Hey everybody, it's Gene Marks, and welcome back to another episode of the Paychecks Thrive podcast. Thanks so much for joining me. I am here today uh, with Ryan Serhant. Ryan is a uh, known to many of you guys uh, for uh, his appearances on on some very popular reality TV shows. Million Dollar Listing New York is one of them, and uh, there's a spinoff now, Sell It Like Sirhan. Um, you also run Ryan your own real estate firm in New York City as well. So first of all, um, thanks so much for joining me. I'm, I'm glad you're taking a few minutes.
0: Of course. Thank you for having me. excited to be here with a great CPA, no less.
1: <laughs> well, I'm happy to have you on. And I uh, wanted to make sure that um, uh, people know that much about your background. So first of all, what is the name of your firm in New York City and how long have you been running it?
0: So I got into the real estate business in 2008 in New York City when I was 24. Um, and I've been doing it ever since. My first day was the day Lehman Brothers filed for bankruptcy. Um, uh, so I've been in through all the ups and downs of the markets. Um, my, my firm, so I, I left the firm I was at and I started my own firm in 2020, middle of COVID, no vaccine, New York city, shut down, launched it, launched it in September of 2020. Uh, took a long time to figure out the name. Uh, my last name is Serhant, so I called it Serhant, uh, but I put a period at the end of it. So the, the, the name is technically Serhant with a period. Um, and we, we have a lot of divisions. I, I would say the, the legal entity is, uh, is, you know, Sirhan technologies. Um, uh, but under that are Sirhan real estate. We have, we have education, we have, uh, media, we have production, we have technology, so on and so forth.
1: So first of all, I was pronouncing your name Sirhan, So I do apologize it's for okay. that. It is Sirhan. Um, so uh, yeah, that, that's first, but secondly, um, so, you know, mm-hmm. It is a real estate firm that, that serves as a brokerage, but also from a content and educational perspective as well for potential buyers. Is that, does that make sense?
0: Yeah. Our flywheel is content to training to commerce. So we have an in-house production company that produces real estate content all day, every day. That's personality driven, agent driven, developer driven, but it's engaging. We're the most followed real estate brokerage brand on the planet, um, Uh, So from there, we generate organic lead flow of salespeople and people who need salespeople. Those salespeople go either into our brokerage and the markets we're licensed, or we funnel them into our educational products, which teach them how to sell more. Um, The people who need salespeople are then connected to the salespeople that we work with or into our referral pipeline. Um, We have a part of our business is called Connect, and that handles all the referrals around the world. Um, uh, And we do deals that way. And they do deals, they create new content, and round and round and round we go.
1: This is like the ultimate connector business. uh, That is a really, really cool concept. Um, You mentioned all around the world. So I'm assuming this is not just a New York thing. I mean, I I know know, we're licensed.
0: Yeah, I mean, we're, listen, we're, I'm based in New York City. Our headquarters is in New York. We're licensed in New York. Um, But we are, uh, we're, we're licensed in multiple states now. We're opening right now in South Florida. Um, so we're getting aggressive there, but we do business everywhere California, Texas, we just sold something in Portugal. we do deals in london, Paris, we do rural deals so wherever people want to work with with our salespeople, we have fifteen thousand sales around the world um, and we we do those deals
1: great so Ryan so um Let's talk about real estate right now. It is you know the the tech industry is going through lots of challenges. Yeah. Um, I know. Depending on every where industry you are and what is going through
0: some challenges right now. Uh, huh?
1: Actually, not not necessarily not every industry. Some more so than others. Let's just say, but let's just say it is a challenging economy overall. And uh, you know, real estate itself is certainly you know uh, you know it's a challenging industry to be in. And because we live in such a big country, it kind of depends on where you are and obviously what you're selling. Um give me give me your thoughts on the real estate market. Now, if you you know and and again, I, I'm hoping you're comfortable. I think it seems like you are talking about overall around the US, not just in New York, but uh you know, good, bad, strong and and where. Uh the market is uncertain.
0: I don't, I don't think Ed? I'm 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 unique in saying that. Um I think think about it this way. You have a a, a retail store, right? Um, And so you have a Black Friday sale because you really want to get as many things sold as possible um, on Black Friday, right? And Thanksgiving, you ramp up sales and it's crazy, right? You sell so much. But then a month later at the end of December, you're like, ooh, we had a tough month. December's tough, man. We should really look, everything's bad. It's not that December was tough. It's that you gave an incentive to your buyers through one weekend to uh, all come by then. So your December traffic, probably some of your January traffic too, was all absorbed by you in November. So if you amortize that out over the next couple months, everything's basically the same, except you chose to want to do everything at the same time. So our black Friday sale was a $5 trillion stimulus package that went out. People either put it in the bank or they felt good enough to go and buy real estate. And they did it all at the same exact time. That was right. pent up demand, literally since Lehman, right? Because investing in real estate for the for the regular investor, the regular purchaser, was a scary thing from Lehman until COVID, right? Um, and all of the future demand was then soaked up. A lot of people just they bought the houses, they all moved, um, and so what we're experiencing right now is is a consumer confidence contagion you know layered in with much higher interest rates so affordability has been halved layered in with historical low inventory because sellers don't want to sell buyers are nervous to buy so what do you do you kind of have this stagnation um uh you know layered in with uh uh regional bank failures right which are kind of like the 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 second domino after like crypto for example like, First you had, you know, the NFTs, the cryptos, the FTX crumbles, right? So boom, those go quick. That, that's an easy domino to knock over because it was so speculative and it was so new. Next, what's underneath that? Who's the custodian for that those dollars? A lot of regional banks, right? So now the regional banks are next to go. Now what's next, right? What's next to go is commercial real estate. Um, and then what's next after that is probably residential real estate. And then what's next after that is the general macro markets. Um, that's typically the trend that we follow. I don't think it's going to be any different. I think we're in for a pretty tough, very bloody 23 and potentially 24. I think it's, this is all going to be the leading campaign dialogue for the presidential election in the U S next year. Right. Um, uh, and I think how we come out of this remains to be seen, but, but this too shall pass. <laughs> Good times come to an end. Bad times come to an end.
1: Everything is in cycles. You know, it, it's funny that you say that because the um you know, the industries that have been hit the hardest. I mean, crypto is sort of something out there on its own, but it's the interest rate sensitive industries that are really the ones that 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 you know get hit. And um, technology, we're seeing it right now. I mean, I'm sure you saw it over a year ago. I mean, capital is drying up for a lot of those companies because the cost of capital is going up so much. So uh, that's why you were seeing tens of thousands of layoffs in that industry. And just like you said, what's next when it comes to interest rate? You know, people that are exposed to that real estate construction, right? President, you know, residential and commercial as well. So it it almost seems inevitable that the real estate industry is going to have its challenges, particularly when we're looking at interest rates are as high as they are. And Ryan, I got to tell you, I mean, I have clients um, all across the Mid-Atlantic right now, business clients that are paying significantly more in interest just for their working capital loans and their equipment loans, you know, than they were right a year ago. All that is going to have an impact on the economy. And that is so. So let me talk a little bit about Interest rates and in, you know in general mortgage rates right now are you know close to seven percent, six and a half, seven percent on average around the country. You've obviously seen that impact your business. You, do you expect that to have a continuing impact? You mentioned all the way through twenty twenty four. Does that mean that you are looking at prices falling for both commercial and residential real estate? Less demand for those properties.
0: So we haven't seen less demand yet um, because there. There's just not that much inventory. So okay. the demand for the product that's there, that's well-priced is still selling. People are, listen, pre-COVID deposits, so American savings, was plus minus $13 trillion. Yeah. Right? yeah. Post-COVID, Household wealth. it was $18 trillion. Yeah. Right? So the difference was a $5 trillion stimulus package. Um, and so when the government just prints money ad hoc for whatever... The policy might be, or you know, for the for for the good or for the bad, um, uh, you know, it, it, it's it 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 drives inflation, and we can't have a market that has high inflation. Like we will become Venezuela, right? And so uh, that would be way worse than anything. And so I I think rates, just like you're seeing with the regional banks, nothing ever happens overnight. So, like last year was fine right we ended we had the strongest fourth quarter of my entire career last year uh even as rates had already doubled this year you're starting to slowly feel the pain as people determine what to do i think you're going to have commercial real estate owners whose loans are going to be coming up on a reset and they're not going to know what to do and so you get to sell into a higher interest rate environment and so that puts downward pressure on pricing you're going to have the same thing for residential owners who have 90, 80, 70% LTVs who are saying, oh, shoot, what do I do? Um, now, if they locked in low rate, 30 year fixed, like most, most Americans, then they're fine. But in the, the kind of more urban markets, like the New York's, the Miami's, the LA's, et cetera, you have a lot of people who still do arms. Yep. So they have low interest only payments. When they start to come due, what happens? You're going to see that a lot in like Canada. Right. you see that a lot in like London, the UK, a lot of foreign markets don't have, you're not, you're not getting 10, 15 or 30 year loans. Right. Right. It's great. You're getting, I think in the UK, like you're getting a five year loan and that's it.
1: Right. So what are you doing about this? I mean, you're, you, you, you've, You've got your ideas to where you think the economy is going. You've got, you know, some some pretty reasonable thoughts as to where the real estate market is gonna be heading. It ain't great over the next couple of years. And by the way, like you said earlier, not that anybody's panicking because things will eventually turn around. So what are you doing? Or and what do you recommend, you know, other people that are in the industry to do right now? Are they hunkering down and sitting on cash or looking for deals? Um
0: i I've always been one to zig when everyone zags, and <laughs> listen my, my business is such that we are we're we're small we're we're new and nimble enough that we can take advantage of of down markets, which is what i'm planning on on doing. you know everyone always asks for a correction, and then when it's here, they ask for <laughs> it to go away. right like, People want great deals, but they don't want the baggage that comes with a great deal and a down market is never identical, right? Otherwise, it wouldn't be a down market. Like if, if you know, if, if this was two thousand eight all over again, we wouldn't be feeling nearly as much pain because we're like, ah, yep, it happened again. All right, we're going to fix it, which is what the Fed and the government are trying to do with these regional banks. Which is why, which is why, if you've noticed, they've they've been kind of shoring up these these banks over the weekends, right? Like over the weekends, the news comes out on Sundays. They're not doing it during the week. Sundays, everything's fine. We're on top of it. We're even working through the weekends. It's all going to be okay. Um, you know, I I think it's a delicate balance of the two. You want to cut unnecessary spending, unnecessary costs that aren't directly revenue generating. Um, uh, so you want to be prepared for the future because at the end of the day, it's not the investments being good or bad that are going to hurt you; it's the cash flow. Right. Um, uh, but you want to be prepared for amazing opportunity, like in my business, that that comes down to amazing deals right? Helping getting buyers, great, great deals, helping sellers get out of tough situations. Um, and then also our, our ability to expand real estate agents, you know, are, are really the the main business that I'm in. I'm in the agent business. I'm in the salesperson business. Um, they don't make moves or do a lot when the market is really hot. They're just too busy when the market starts to correct and things get scary and they turn on the news in the morning and, Oh, Credit Suisse is gone. <laughs> like, they, <laughs> right. Then they start to think about their future. They get nervous and they start to look for um, other opportunities,
1: other lines of work.
0: <laughs> and that's great. That's great for us.
1: There is a lot of turnover in the real estate industry because it's it's that tough. Mm-hmm. Um, do you think that, you know, th- that's going to continue in 2023? I mean, it seems like a lot of people um, that don't want to take any kind of disruption aren't going to be in it for the longer term and we'll likely find work elsewhere. Do you, do you agree with that?
0: Yeah, absolutely. I'm incredibly excited for January 2025. I, I think <laughs> we gotta get through the pain of this year, and then we okay. have to get through the next presidential election, which really freezes out a lot of markets, right? Um, uh, uh, especially the, the high dollar markets, because people are waiting. It could affect your taxes, it could affect your property. Right. Who knows what's gonna happen? You right. know, no one spends money when they're uncertain about the future. Um, and so, you know, that's the, the, the interest rate kind of the issue that we're dealing with right now and the regional bank failures, if people don't know what's going to happen in a month from now, are other banks going down, bigger bank, are rates going up Are they stalled? What are we doing? I, I can't spend a million dollars right now. I can't spend 3 million, $5 million, unless it's an amazing deal. And you know that you're, you're, you're getting kind of like a market agnostic deal. Um, you know, I, I think next year, I think this year is going to be tough. I think next year is going to be tough as well. I think they're going to be rough and brutal, and we all have to buckle down and just bear our way through it. Um, take advantage of great opportunity if we can find it, right? Be super opportunistic because it always gets better. Yep. Great times yep. are, I've never been as great. And bad times, oh my gosh, they've, they've never been this bad. And so we carry that in the future. Once the presidential election is over in November, January 2025, people are going to say, okay, well, I have no more excuses. Like, There's no more excuses, no more waiting. I got to move. I got to figure things out. And then people are going to be right back to it. And I think we'll have five years of just a solid marketplace.
1: That's great. That's okay. So I've got some questions that um, specifically geared towards commercial buyers. But before I get there, um, I can't leave this go. You know, you've clearly got some thoughts on the whole Silicon Valley Bank thing and, and what's going on in the banking industry. You know the, the common narrative about Silicon Valley Bank and this impacts obviously real estate and construction um, is that it was it was more or less an isolated thing it was you know bad decision making by people running the bank that put their money into illiquid treasuries they for some reason didn't go to economics 101 and know that when interest rates go up the value of treasuries come down. Um, somebody let loose into the public that they had a bit of a liquidity issue because they had so much of their money tied up in, in longer term illiquid assets, and that caused a classic bank run. So it was it was poor management, poor decisions, and that's what led to it. There have been a couple other banks. You mentioned Credit Suisse, which also has a you know a history of poor management and regulatory issues and things that they've had to deal with. Um, and there are others, some smaller regional banks that are are, are going through some challenges. But there, but I mean, Ryan, there, there are forty-two hundred banks in the country. You know, I mean, there's these are a couple that have been getting the news. Do, I mean, do you do you not think that this was an isolated thing? Do you think that this is you know going to be something that we're going to be seeing more of throughout twenty twenty three to the to the to the extent that it really will have an an impact on you know the financial services industry and therefore people looking to buy real estate or sell it.
0: Well, you said it earlier. We said that. Not every interest industry is is having a hard time right now. Only those that are that directly impacted by interest rates. So right now, um, so banks, you know, especially regional banks, are directly impacted by real estate. If you had a hundred billion of new deposits and you put it in two percent treasuries that are now at five percent, and you want it back before before the period is up, right. um, you you get the principal less the difference in the rate, right? And so, um, <laughs> like, I, I, I don't think it's not. They, I, I don't think that these banks um, didn't know what was happening. I think that they they, they didn't have options, right? Like you you hmm. you lock up the money and you just kind of you're waiting to see if it gets better. Like anything, right? You're, you're waiting to see. Okay, well, it, it might not rain all night. Let's just see what happens because the pain right. um, is is going to suck and they you know everyone just stalled and delayed
1: see i i, I have to interrupt you though, only because um because i mean you're smart and you know the markets i mean you i mean if you and i were having this conversation 15 months ago in the height of inflation and before the fed started aggressively you know increasing interest rates i mean come on ryan you would have been saying like yeah i mean you can expect interest rates to be going up i mean it seems like that's that's gonna absolutely happen and yet here are the guys who were running this bank that didn't seem to see didn't seem to think the same way you know doesn't that surprise you i mean you know these are supposed to be really smart people i think (laughs) i
0: think you know none of us were in the room you know i we can we can we can speculate as much as we want you know these as as ridiculous as it all sounds like these these aren't stupid people they're Uh, not i I think they also just assume they'd be able to raise money and figure it out right like you always do like well listen i I talked to a lot of tech founders who were like down to their last dollars last year. And we like, oh shoot. I, I didn't realize I have to go raise more money. I have to go raise more money. Oh. I just
1: gotta go and raise more money. <laughs>
0: the, the environment's not the same. I can't raise more money that easily. What do I do? You know, because you're just right. busy. I also think that right. a lot of the, the the work from home culture and um, uh, uh, everyone just not being in it together every day did also play a big part in that. Um, uh, I, th- I think it's important, right? To really be in it with your people if they're if they're at home and kind of and. Um, uh, you know, that's, that's when mistakes start to happen. Right. I, I also read that the CFO was like from Lehman. Um, that's probably, that's probably not that great.
1: That's <laughs> not a great uh, thing to have on your resume. Right.
0: Right. You know, I think that's, <laughs> I think that's tough. So I, 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 it's clearly not a one-off, right. It, are 4,500 banks going to fail. No, but could 200, right. Could 400 regional banks fail or be consolidated or merge. Uh, yeah. I mean, possibly, I think that mm. there's a real likelihood there. Um, but I also don't think it's a terrible thing. I think Credit Suisse has been a a, a, a tough bank for a long time. Um, yeah. I think a lot of these other banks have made bad investment decisions uh, for a while. And so it's a, it's a clearing of the board. Yeah, right? It's a clearing just like anything, like you were saying about salespeople. Do we think salespeople are going to get out of the market now that the market's tough? Yeah, obviously. And yeah. It, it's going to be a clearing of the board. And I, I,
1: call it like the, uh, the nail salon index, you know, whenever there's, you know, like in my neighborhood, there's like, you know, 10 nail salons within, yeah. you know, a hundred yards of my house. And then, you know, a bad economy happens and all of a sudden you're down to like two or three, yeah. which happen to be the two or three better run nail salons in the area, you know?
0: Yeah. So it's, it's, so my goal is, you know, it's always, how do I stay, how do I stay above water? Obviously right. I want to be much, much higher than that, but no matter what, I you aren't judged by your success when everyone's having success, right? You're judged by your success when everyone can't find success. You know, my best year as a salesperson was 2017. In New York specifically, 2017, Trump had just been elected. Um, There was the Trump bump in the stock market. No one wanted to spend money. No one was looking to spend money on real estate. All all the taxes were, were in limbo. No one had any idea what was gonna happen. Are my taxes coming down? Is he removing? deduction, what is going on? What is going on? What is going on? Um, We sold more than anything, because when the market came to a a standstill, people still need to buy, people still need to sell, but they look for non-traditional means. Um, And so it's always important to make sure that you have a differentiated uh, uh, value proposition to your customer base that puts you in a good position when markets are great but puts you in a great position when markets are bad.
1: All right. We have just a few minutes left, but I, I, I can't let you get away without just getting some advice from you. So um, yeah. again, you're speaking to business owners. Um, you know, this is not a real estate, uh, you know, uh, industry question. It is a, a question that a lot of business owners have. They're looking to purchase. I mean, let's say they're in the market to purchase a commercial property le- this year, and let's assume that they've got the capital to do it or willing to absorb the higher interest rates to do that. Cause it makes business sense for them to do yeah. um, give me some advice. I'm looking to buy a piece of commercial property in 2023 Um, what thoughts do you have?
0: Rents are still very high depending on your market, right? The ROIs on a commercial piece of property are, are still very, very strong. Um, depending on your personal cost of capital, right? Because buying a building for $10 million at two and a half percent versus five percent is a different story. Um, but depending on your cost of capital, I think it's still an amazing time to buy commercial property, because you can get great deals. Like we're, we're selling buildings in the middle of Midtown now for 20, 30% off what the same deal that we were doing two years ago. Um, does that go to 50% off? I don't think so. Could it continue to be reduced this year? Possibly, um, but you're still buying the asset. You're still buying the rock, right? You're still buying the dirt. And um, I think it's an exciting time to be in the, in the place of also like strategic, Um, repositioning. So there's been a lot of conversation about positioning commercial into residential. And there's there's certain areas where you can do that, certain areas where you can't due to zoning. um, But how can you strategically reposition uh, uh, older office or even older retail? For example, I'm in Soho talking to you right now. I'm sitting in my office, which not too long ago, people were trying on Tommy Hilfiger jeans in because my entire (laughs) office building was the Tommy Hilfiger flagship store in lower Manhattan, right? But big box retail for that just no longer made any sense. And so For
1: what it's worth, I buy Hilfiger jeans right off of Amazon, so. But yeah, <laughs> so, I mean, listen. <laughs> Once you know your size and
0: you have to adapt, right? So you have to move, right. you have to adapt, you have to be willing to pivot um uh and not be caught behind, right? You don't want to be Sears. Right. Um right. You know, you want to always uh, and be respectful of the changes right be respectful of the changes so i think commercial real estate isn't going away right it's not it's not going to vanish um it's not a widget it's a real thing and i think it's a great time to be a commercial real estate investor um owner and long-term holder
1: so let me turn the tables a little bit i you've given some advice on on you on buying commercial real estate which you know my takeaway is there are plenty of deals that are out there and if you're smart about it you can really make money and, uh, and if you're in a position to rent or lease out the property as well, rents are, are still strong and that's a good ROI. So that's great advice. Uh, let's turn it around and talk about selling property as well. There is, you know, more than half of the business owners in this country are over the age of 50. You know, I have a lot of clients that are already talking about succession planning. Yep. I see a lot of clients now. I get, i getting a lot of questions around about, um, sale leaseback deals. You know, yep. they're, you know, the, it's the biggest asset in your business always is your property, right? So people are like, why don't I just cash out of this property, lease it? back for 10 years if I can. um, And then, you know, still operate the business. Give me some of your thoughts on selling a commercial property in
0: 2023. Uh, You're a seller in this market um, if the sale improves your life. So you're selling because you get a good enough price that enables you to meet whatever end game it is that you're looking to meet. You're not selling in this market because there's market froth or you can get a price that doesn't make any sense, right? Um, You're selling to this market to, to move on to whatever that next step might be. So you're going to on the money, you're going to move it around. You're going to do different things. You're going to set up that succession plan. You want to finally take the cash off the table. whatever you are looking to do. And what's great about commercial real estate, like I just said, is that there are still very active buyers out there that are looking for deals. So as long as you can position it as a good deal and a great sale lease back makes a lot of sense because people love buying property that have tenants already in place, especially that know the property. So there's no delay. There's no, you know, there's, there's no kind of, uh, uh, vacancy carry. Um, uh, I think really, really works. I think it's the the selling of residential property that starts to get tricky, right? If you're going to sell a residential property, uh, that you have a loan on, where are you going to go? you know, if you're right. downgrade, that's one thing, but I, we talked to a lot of clients that are looking to downgrade. They still need loans and their monthly payment wouldn't change because right. rates are today. So you spend the same right. amount of money that you're spending right now, every month to have a smaller home. <laughs> Maybe I wait to downgrade, right? Like what do you, what's, what's, what would be the, what would be the point? Um, and I think you just have to look at all options, right? Just, just be smart. And if you need to hold, hold.
1: Okay, fair enough. So in closing, um, Tell me a little bit about your yourself and your future what are you uh, what are you going to be working on this year? still working on TV and selling and building the business?
0: Oh yeah, I mean, I try to do all the things at all all times right really listen i we started our business uh, in 2020 in the middle of covid like total lunatics um, and everyone told me not to do it and uh, in hindsight, thank goodness I did not listen to them. Um, you know, it might've been easier if I waited a year, but if I waited a year, I would have made a far less impact. So 2021, we kind of learned to crawl and it was a great year. 2022, we learned to walk and it was a it was a strong year, but obviously when you start to learn to walk, you fall over a lot, right? Um, you get you get hurt a little bit more. So interest rates started going up. This year though, we're to learn, we're running. And so it's a big expansion growth year for us. Um, and it excites me because I get to do that while everyone else is was hitting the brake and stopping and going on hiring freezes and um, uh, and I like markets like this because um you you don't get flack for being cheap right you actually get kudos for being smart sure. about expenses uh, sure. and it's a public thing now so I can move into different markets I can do um you know we can handle different expenses in different ways cuz I can say listen uh, I'm not being cheap. You, you saw um, uh, you saw all the banks are, are failing, right? You, you, you noticed mm-hmm. that. Did you watch, do you read the news? It's tough out there, tough out there. So we're going to do this, but we're going to do it now a different way. So you can now right. find efficiencies and you can find uh, 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 better ways to do things than we did over the last couple of years where it's like, what, what's the cost? Yeah, I don't know. I'm too busy. Just figure it out.
1: <laughs> Ryan Hans is uh, the president CEO. What is the name of, your, of, of the company? And if you can give me Serhant. your website?
0: Yes, I am the, the CEO and founder of Serhant. You can go to surhant.com um, or ryanserhant.com if you're interested in, in everything about me personally. Uh, and we, we sell real estate, we sell sales training, and we do a significant amount of media, books, TV shows,
1: all that fun stuff. Ryan, thanks a lot for joining. It was a great conversation. I appreciate it. Of course. Do you have a topic or a guest that you would like to hear on Thrive? please let us know. Visit payx.me forward slash thrive topics and send us your ideas or matters of interest. Also, if your business is looking to simplify your HR, payroll benefits or insurance services, see how paychecks can help. Visit the resource hub at paychecks.com forward slash works. That's W O R X. Paychecks can help manage those complexities while you focus on all the ways you want your business to thrive. I'm your host, Gene Marks, and thanks for joining us. Till next time, take care.
0: This podcast is property of Paychecks Incorporated 2023, all rights reserved.